Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last time on GCRN War Z. TV's Mr. Neal. Final thoughts and vote on Heart Foundation and Dudley's. The winners and new GCRN Tag Team Champions. <laughs> Heart Foundation. <laughs> what? <laughs> Throwing it hard. He's been, hey, he's been loyal to the Heart Foundation from yes. get-go. There's no... There's no double sharpshooter count out here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your TCRN Wars Tag Team Wrestling Tournament with your host, Mike, TFG1 Blanchard. A lot of people think I enjoy going out repossessing cars from poor people. You're right! I love it! <laughs> and featuring TV's Mr. Neal. The whole wrestling world is going to stand up and take notice. And from Simplistic Reviews, Matthew Stewart. You know what? You have a malignant case of wall-to-wall dumb You're stupid! And now, let's get ready to podcast. Hello and welcome to GCRN Wars. This is the 33rd episode overall and it is our tournament reveal for our tag team wrestling tournament that we have been doing. I'm of course TFU and Mike. Joining me is TV's Mr. Neil. Yes, and I just want to say that I'm the only one here who didn't get hit with a chair or showed up late or was moonlighting on another podcast. Only one guy has two thumbs in perfect attendance. And it's this guy. Yeah, because let's face it, both of the simplistic tag team members have tagged out at one point or another. What are you, blind? It took four of them. I mean, three of them. Kevin Thompson, uh, Neil Purcell. I thought Neil Purcell was dead. <laughs> Mike Blanchard, DJ Valentine, who do you think you are? Nobody does this to Matthew. Oh, oh my, Jesus. So Matthew's here, but DJ's tagged out. We can't ever seem to get all five of us. Hell, even the guy that's not even here right now, the other guy that isn't here right now, you know, even he tagged out and basically left me holding the bag one week. Anyway. Maybe, maybe he tapped out. <laughs> exactly. Tapped out to the spin-a-rooney is what he did. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, the path to the finals. The finals, oh, boy, of this tournament. So, the final matchup is the Hart Foundation and the Dudleys. The path for the Hart Foundation was through Doom, New Age Outlaws, Brain Busters, and Legion of Doom. Isn't Doom and Legion of Doom the same damn thing? Apparently I know it's not. not. I know it's not, but uh, Matt, what is your thoughts on uh, on on the Hart Foundation's path to the final? 
Hmm. Well, they like I think we talked about this off the podcast, but they had to deal with guys with fake spiked shoulder pads and the other team. You can't really say they did. Um, I don't know. It, it, they had a pretty they, Doom and Legion of Doom. You had at least some type of, uh, you know, thing going on with that. But they had the New Age Outlaws. They had Brain Busters. I feel like looking at the teams, the four teams that they faced, I don't know. I mean, outside of the New Age Outlaws, they had a reasonably brisk and easy path to the final. I mean, you could say Legion of Doom. Everybody wants to say they're the number one tag team of all time, but I don't know. I don't think history treated uh, the Legion of Doom all that well, and it was a Easy pickings for the Hart Foundation. Or easy pickings for Bret Hart because, come on. I mean, you're not going to go against fucking Bret Hart. <laughs> yeah. The closest thing Jim has come to an anvil is when the Animaniacs dropped it on his head. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Respect the dead a little bit. God. He's been dead a while now. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's not like I'm Bill Maher going after Stan Lee. Anyway. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you know. Man. Now. Yeah, uh, Neil. Thoughts on this on the Hart Foundation's path to the final? Oh, it's been uh, of the four teams that they faced. I'd, I'd say that three of them are very good, and the other one was Doom. <laughs> yeah, they, come on. They took out they took out the uh, the Legion of Doom in the last in the last round. So that's got to count for something. And you know, I have to take personal responsibility here that I didn't give enough credit to to Jim the Anvil Nightheart. He is a great <laughs> great tag team wrestler. He is. He's the compliment to Bret Hart's technician. He is he is the brawler. He's he, he he's the the yin and yang of this team. So he he counts too. You know, we, we keep bagging on on him like, oh, he's the weak link of the team. It's just because Bret is so good that it makes it makes Jim look inferior by contrast, but he's he's an excellent tag team wrestler too. Jim is essentially the plucky duck to Bret's bug uh, uh Buster Bunny. Oh man. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Um, Tiny Tune Adventure references only on this uh, Wars episode. Of course. <laughs> Such weird analogies. Because <laughs> now Neil has to put all kinds of audio in here. <laughs> That's what you think. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I looked at the two the two paths that you know Optimus Soul had laid out for us, which you know we'll talk to him later because eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> looking at the two different, you know, the the two roads diverge in a yellow wood here. Um, I can't decide who had the easier or the more difficult path uh, between the Hart Foundation and the Dudley Boys. So I'm not sure. Like New Age Outlaws and Legion of Doom. I thought we're pretty tough teams. Doom itself, uh, I don't know. I mean, call call the doctor or call the thing or human torch or something and no clue. Um, you know, damn. and and damn, brain busters. Damn, damn. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's right, damn. Uh and brain busters, eh. Uh, they busted their own brain vessels. They didn't have the sexy matchups that I think the uh, other. I mean, Legion of Doom is sexy, and you know, New Age okay. Outlaws is. But I mean, Brain Busters is like it's wrestling royalty to like the old school wrestling heads, and then Doom, like Neil, 
and we all keep saying and harping on and we will continue to harp on how bad doom is i don't care how bad they are bad so yeah neil will appreciate this but i look at the dudley's path and i can see almost every single one of those uh team names as uh musical bands uh like the path that the hearts took i don't see any (laughs) any any music in that whatsoever because you know public enemy they were a group of themselves fabulous freebirds that's essentially (laughs) leonard skinner pretty much (laughs) And uh, the Hardy Boys, um, hmm. They could have been an early 90s hip-hop group. They had the Z at the end of their name, you know. Oh, so, uh, okay, so they're Limp Biscuit. All right. Yeah, there you go. Uh, (laughs) Now you make me hate them more. (laughs) (laughs) And Harlem Heat, I mean, they're just John McClane's nemeses. Uh, Thoughts on the Dudley's path, Matt? Uh, I mean, you, you take the last two teams that they had to kind of fight off to get this far between the Hardys and Harlem Heat. And who would have thought Harlem Heat would have made it this far? I thought they would have made it that far. I wish they would have made it to the finals. So a little upset about that. But, I mean, Public Enemy was a roller. But at least Public Enemy had, you know, name recognition better than Doom. And then Fabulous Freebirds, I mean, they're the proto new day tag team and everything with more than uh two members and but i mean i don't know dudley's had a really hard i mean when i look and com- compare and contrast both of them i think there's definitely a little bit of a harder path um for the dudley's and the heart foundation had so at least from my perspective i think recency bias would say the hardy boys are top five tag team harlem heat as much as people don't want to think about Harlem Heat, they're a top five tag team in my book. And Fabulous Freebirds were, you know, I guess you could say ahead of their time. And Public Enemy, you know, they uh, they couldn't even go platinum. Nope. <laughs> That's a bad music reference. Yeah, I know, right? Neil, thoughts? <laughs> like Neil's sigh about oh. that. Like, oh. <laughs> well, let's, let's face it. Public Enemy, they're... they're... They're barely a warm-up. They're, they're they're not even an appetizer. I mean, what pro- what probably happened is Devon took a little snoozy snooze while uh, Bubba Ray just tore them tore them apart, and you know it, it didn't even break a sweat. I mean, it was just more fun than anything. Yeah, it's uh, Spike. It's Spike with him for that fight. Yeah, probably. And Spike even probably never even tagged in. And then you have the Freebirds. You know, the Freebirds. You know, they, that's probably when when Devon woke up and was like, okay, we're gonna put an end to this. So that that wasn't really a challenge, and we sent them back to uh, Bad Street. I think I made that joke already. God damn it! Uh, <laughs> then who else? We had. Did you we, say Bad Street or Back Street? Bad Street. Okay, it's, it's their sure. theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me explain my jokes. I just wanted to make sure I heard you right because I was going to say if they were sent to Back Street, that would really end suck. Oh, man. We're, we're, we're on it tonight, baby. Yeah. That that would warrant another three count. But anyway, who's the... Talk God, about who, a cherry pie. <sighs> you have. We're going to have to talk about jokes, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Now, now I've lost... I've, my train of thought is derailed. Who was after that? The Hardy Boys. Yes, the Hardy right. Boys. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Hardy probably had a bad night. And what's his name? Probably slipped on a banana peel. Just you know, you know the, the Hardy Boys. They're on and off. So you know, the Dudley Boys just went through them. 
And then the big surprise with them was just them. Well, not really surprised. I shouldn't say that, but the most challenge that they had was Harlem Heat because Harlem Heat's a great tag team. They were so good. I, I, I will not hear anything against us. They, they were a great tag team in WCW. And people just don't know this because you didn't watch WCW until like 96. So I, I love, I love Harlem Heat. So it was kind of sad to see them go, but, uh, those damn Dudleys, you know, they just bulldoze through everything. It's a 3D all the way to the top. Yeah. All right, folks. I think we're going to go down to Miami, Florida to find the dead carcass of DJ Valentine and head on over to some new WWE, WCW, NWO performance center where we have Optimus Solo live on the scene where the Dudleys are making the Heart Foundation tap to the 3D, right? Thanks, guys. This is Optimus Solo, and he is right. I am here at ringside with, uh, have, have you guys ever seen Weekend at Bernie's? I have I have the dead carcass <laughs> of DJ that I'm dragging around with me. He's, uh, he's not providing a lot of color commentary, but uh, we'll have to go with it nonetheless. So <laughs> I the Andrew here. McCarthy to his Jonathan Silverman. <laughs> Basically, that's it. And uh, well, I am here at ringside reporting on what you may call the crown jewel of the tag team universe. This tournament, which began what feels like months ago, has finally reached the grand finale. Now, as you know, we have the iconic Hart Foundation made up of Brett the Hitman Hart and Jim the Anvil Neidhart facing off against Bubba Ray and Devon, the Dudley Boys. But what we didn't know, guys, as we went through this tournament, was just how the championship was going to be determined. As you heard Shane McMahon announce last night on SmackDown, the winner of this tournament was to be decided in a best-of-three series. The best of three series started last night at the end of the broadcast, and the first first match, as most people know, was a traditional tag team matchup. This match was sponsored by Facebook, and as you could guess, most people thought that this match would greatly benefit the Hart Foundation being more of a traditional tag team, and that's exactly what we saw go down. The Hitman and the Anvil were able to isolate Devon and keep him out of Tag's reach to his tag team partner, and eventually, after the action went out of the ring, we saw the Anvil lay the hammer down on Bubba and remove him from consideration for just long enough to allow Brett to snap on the sharpshooter in the middle of the ring and submit Devon, the winners of the first of the three matchups, we have the Hart Foundation. The second match, which was sponsored by the GeekCast Radio Network, happened earlier today, and this was, of course a tables, ladders, and chairs match. And we saw the Heart Foundation completely out of their element. The Dudleys probably could have ended this one much sooner than they did, but it seemed like they wanted to take advantage of the match style to inflict as much damage as possible to the Heart Foundation heading into the third and the final matchup. The end of the match came when Devon had Jim the Anvil Neidhart, I'm going to try to describe this scene to you guys, on two tables, two tables that were stacked on top of each other, Devon and Jim, the Anvil Neidhart, are standing on top of the second table. Bubba used a chair to jump off and hit the Dudley Death Drop onto a ladder that was laying across the mat. For a while, we were not even sure if Jim, the Anvil Neidhart, was dead or alive. Winner of match two, the Dudley Boys. So now we head to the final of the three matches, and this match, of course, is sponsored by the folks over at Twitter. All right. In this corner, accompanied by their manager, the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, at a combined weight of 515 pounds, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, and God, a.k.a. Brett the Hitman Hart, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, the excellence of execution, the greatest tag team of all time, the Hart Foundation. Woo! 
And in this corner, coming to us from Dunkin' Donuts, hailing from the great state of obesity, weighing 565 pounds, allegedly, perhaps on average, Team 3D, Bubba Ray and Devon, the Dudley Boys. It's time to make the Dudleys. This check is going to clear, right? So with each team holding one victory, we have moved now to the final decisive matchup and something that I'm not sure if I've ever seen, a tag team lumberjack match. Obviously, this will prevent the teams from using the outside of the ring, using foreign objects, let people run in, try to leave the match. And the lumberjacks have made their way around the the ring. And, And who are the lumberjacks, you might be asking? Well, it makes sense. We have the Legion of Doom, the Steiner Brothers, Harlem Heat, the Hardy Boys, and the Rockers are all around the ring trying to, uh, I guess, enforce law and order here so we can have a fair match. Let's join the action here with the referee for this match, Earl Hebner. It looks like the match has been going back and forth for the most part, and neither team has been able to find an advantage We have had a Spike Dudley sighting, but he was prevented from impacting the match as the Hardy Boys took care of him in short order. Maybe a little payback from their earlier exit in the tournament. But wait, what is this? The remaining members of the Hart Foundation, Owen Hart, and the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith are headed down the ramp to the ring. All hell has broken out between Owen, Bulldog, and the Lumberjacks, and it seems to have distracted Brett the Hitman Hart as well as the rest of the competitors inside the ring. The ref is leaning through the ropes trying to restore order. Wait, what is this? Devon Dudley has snuck in from behind. He's attempting to roll Brett up in a pin. And wait, one of the lumberjacks is holding Brett's trunks. And the referee cannot see it. He's counting one, two, three. We have a three count on replay. You can clearly see one of the lumberjacks. It looks like it's one of the rockers. Yes, in fact, it was Shawn Michaels holding Brett's trunks and allowing the Dudleys to score the pinfall. Let's go to the ring announcer for the final decision. The winner and GCRN Tag Team Champions, the damn Dudley Boys. You sound so enthused for this. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> Mike, Matthew, Neil, what is your guys' reaction to this cast? It looks like we have Dudley Boys taking the, um, the Twitter match as well as the website match. The Heart Foundation taking the Facebook match. We have a 57% win for the Dudley boys. What's your guys' thoughts? Well, let's see. Uh, for the Dudleys, it's the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be up. outcome. <laughs> <laughs> we all, I knew as soon as they started winning, going through, I knew they were going to win this. The only way they might have had a closer matchup in the finals is if it was the Dudleys and the Hardys, because they're both extreme tag teams. The website difference, two votes in favor of the Dudleys. The Facebook vote, two votes in favor of the Hearts. So they were dead even after the website and the Facebook. Twitter, though, not even close. The Dudleys almost tripled the Heart votes on Twitter. Yeah, 71% to 29%. So that's why we have a 57% Dudley vote and a 43% Heart Foundation vote. Uh, Matthew, what's your thoughts? Damn, damn, damn Dudleys and damn Dudleys. I mean, this this could this was probably the best matchup that the Dudleys could have gotten. I mean, as much as I love the Heart Foundation, you can't 
outdo the Dudleys because like Mike said, they're an extreme tag team. People want extreme tag teams. And yeah, maybe if you had the Hardy boys, uh, they're like in the finals with them. This could have been a lot closer, uh, but ah, it's, it's upsetting. I'm, I'm, uh, I feel like uh, I'm giving my hall of fame speech right now. And I'm about to start crying or something like that. I'm, I'm just upset. <laughs> you mean um, retirement speech. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It could be my retirement. This is the, my official retirement speech from this, this damn countdown <laughs> fixed. Oh, you, all you Twitter, Twitter people out there, trip, triple the votes on Twitter. Wow. Neil, is, what do you think? It's a sad day in Calgary. <laughs> this is this is the uh, other Montreal screw job. This I was going to say Miami screw job, Redux, the Miami uh, screw job. You know, Canadian flags are at half mass. Uh, <laughs> stock in maple syrup has gone down. Uh, Shawn Michaels will never be able to enter Canada again. Uh, the hockey teams everywhere don't want to play. It's it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's a it's just a bad day. <laughs> Matthew, obviously we saw that the, the traditional matchup went the Hart Foundation way, the tables, lighters, and chairs went the Dudley way, and this weird coincidence uh, that we have a lumberjack match in which we're seeing many of the teams that have already been ousted from the tournament, some by the Hart Foundation or by the, the Dudley boys, did we overlook, did we, did we not consider the impact that somebody could have like a Shawn Michaels. Uh, you can't trust Shawn Michaels around the ring during a Bret Hart match. It's been proven, people. You can't have this. And once again, Bret, Bret, screwed, uh, Bret got screwed mm-hmm. by Shawn Michaels. Bret did not screw Bret. Bret and there is some question on if the referee was could not see it or if he chose not to see it. Of course, the referee being Earl Hebner from yeah. the Montreal Screwjob. Could have been his twin. Who was it? It was Earl Hebner hey, and uh, I don't yeah, know other, the, the other Hebner, the other Hebner. Twin magic. <laughs> oh God! So, um, as DJ predicted at the beginning, I think he predicted the Dudley Boys to win it all. Um, it's interesting though; they had to face some of those high flying matchups on their way through here. I mean, they had to face the Hardy Boys in one of the other earlier matchups. You know, you might even say Harlem Heat is a little bit more. Um, Maybe not high flying like uh, extreme rules type stuff, but a little bit more maybe than the Hart Foundation. So they had a little of that to go through. But uh, interesting twists and turns. We saw Edge and Christian go out early. We saw the Harlem Heat make a, a Cinderella story. We saw the Head Shrinkers and the Bushwhackers upset some classic tag teams. Neil, we've been through 32 teams. We've gone all the way down to one. What's your thought uh, reactions to the overall whole process and anything that you uh, stood out for you? It's bold. Uh, no, it uh, it was a <laughs> lot of lot of fun. Uh, we picked them some good tag teams. I think uh, I think the right teams ended up in the uh, in the finals. Uh, definitely was was a hard foundation fan all the way, and I thought Dudleys were certainly the best team on the other side. So uh, there were a couple teams that could have maybe gotten in there. You know the like uh, the outsiders, maybe, right. but maybe even Harlem Heat, but uh, pretty much uh, who I expected to be in the finals from the very start. And for the listeners, yes, we w- we didn't even allow Degeneration X to be one of the lumberjacks. I'm sorry, they they couldn't even be lumberjacks. No, they're too busy X. licking their wounds from the Brothers of Destruction. Oh Lord, <laughs> talk about a crown jewel. Ugh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I threw that in there just for you, Mike. Uh, <laughs> I know you did. I almost, I almost had to muffle my gagging. So, uh, <laughs> First pay-per-view of 2018. So we have given the tag teams their moment in the sun. We have highlighted some of the best tag teams throughout time, throughout history. We've talked specifically about 32 of them. We've mentioned some others that didn't make it. But that's it for tag teams, guys. We we gave them their moment, and now it's time to turn our attention to the single wrestlers because coming in the next couple months at GeekCast Radio Network, we're going to be having our top 100 wrestlers of all time. Neil, before we kind of get into specifics, before we actually start the countdown and reveal the list and all this, that, and the other, um, what are you looking forward to? What kind of questions do you have um, that you're hoping to be answered as we go towards the top 100? David Arquette, number one. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> um, I, I really don't know what what to say. It, I, I'm just looking forward to the whole thing. Uh, wasn't really, wasn't really thinking about it tonight. But uh, <laughs> you know, well, I'm it's, interested it's just, to see. Put him on the spot. From you guys, I'm interested to see because, like I said before, it's been easier to predict what's going to be at the top of the different 100 lists as we've gone through them. They, you know, they reveal themselves to us and stuff like that as we kind of make our way through them. This one, with wrestling and having so many different eras, so many different um, companies, so many different times where somebody was number one on top of their company, I don't think this one's going to be as easy to predict as as people might expect because there's a lot of different ways that you could go to try to find the number one wrestler of all time. Like that seems like a challenge, and I could see it be I could see it going in about seven or eight different ways. Matt, do, is there a clear cut winner that you're going to be championing to be number one? Uh, I mean, I have a feeling who we're gonna going to end up seeing in the top ten. I think we're gonna definitely have some um, rec- We're gonna have recency bias, I would say, with wrestlers in the past twenty five years. I think they're probably gonna be really high up on the list. You'll have your classic. It's gonna be interesting to me see- to see where some of the more classic wrestlers, like like a Hulk Hogan, who's said some uh, provocative things lately, if that kind of affects. It's going to be interesting to see how behavior affects how people see a wrestler as opposed to just how they wrestle. So um, different times. So it's going to be kind of a I'm, – I'm looking forward to see where the uh, chips kind of fall. And uh, I want to see how uh, people kind of react. Because I think in, the, uh, in our big list, we included quite a few uh, female wrestlers in there too. So I'm interested to see kind of where uh, – where they fall um, in the top 100, if they fall at all, hopefully a few will be showing up. Because there's some some that are definitely deserving of being in there, but um, we're gonna see how it all shapes out. Yeah, absolutely. And we gave everybody instructions. Obviously, there was a lot of different criteria that we were supposed to be looking at. Where you know, in ring ability, mic skills, charisma, actual success in the business, longevity, impact. It's gonna be interesting to see if people took those into account and maybe which ones weighed the more so than others. Um, Mike, what? Are you looking forward to in the top 100 as we close this episode out just to see where it all lands yeah absolutely see who else we can piss off um as far as people <laughs> who don't make it and you know obviously everybody's favorite wrestler can't make it there's only 100 spots and man there's been a lot of wrestlers i think our our tally of everybody that at least held a title was up to like what is that 600 700 people so something like that yeah it's crazy so that'll be coming soon uh for the GeekCast radio network mike why don't you run down all the different ways that people can get in touch with us oh boy there's tons of stuff um the website, geekcastradio.com, 
listen to our shows, comment on the episodes. We have an all-new website coming at the beginning of 2019. Uh, you can follow at GeekCast Radio on Twitter, like us on Facebook, the GeekCast Radio Network. I am at TFG and Mike. Kev, what is your Twitter? Mine is at Optimus Solo. Neil? Uh, Neil Sama. Matt? Yeah, uh, three Twitters, but the main one is Simple Tweeters, or you can go to Cheese It Men, that is Justin, or if you want to see what the creator is, DJ Valentine. The guy who stabbed me in the back! <laughs> Trying to be DJV on uh, Twitter as well, too. I think we need to hack his Twitter and change his handle, Dying from DJV or something. <laughs> dying to be DJV? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> like DJ. Like yeah. to be like DJ. Oh, God. Uh, as I said, <laughs> go to the website. Uh, if you want to send us emails, it's feedback at geekcastradio.com. Uh, coming up on Wars, no one knows this yet because I've been thinking about this. We're going to have – this was episode 33 of Wars overall. So episode 34, we may have a special thing, and then 35, we may have a new tournament or a new th- – I'm not even sure, but I've got ideas rolling around in the back of my brain because there's something else thought. rolling around up there. Mm-hmm. So True. Um, if you have ideas for future wars that you would like to see, let us know different things like in this tournament fashion or like we've done in the past where we just have one episode where we pit two different things against each other. That's always fun as well. Absolutely. Um, until next time, unleash the geek in you and we will catch you later. Yeah. We coming now.